for the last day of January in this good year of 2024. This is the Disorderly Show's TLDR News Roundup, reading you the news so you don't have to, and in no particular order. There's stuff going on in Portland, Oregon, and it's a state of emergency. Yep, the Oregon Governor Tina Kotek, K-O-T-E-K, declared a state of emergency due to a surge in fentanyl-related deaths. <gasps> Who would have seen that coming? Now, this declaration includes setting up a command center for at least 90 days to coordinate drug overdose response and prevention, but I would think the command center is already would be set up like at the police station or somewhere else, not a... Not like a FEMA trailer. It's not. That's not what I'm imagining, as if that's what's needed to combat this. Anywho, that's what's happening. Again, another head-scratcher. The governor coming out and saying, because of the unprecedented, addictive, and deadly nature of fentanyl, there needs to be focused efforts to combat it. But we've already known this for a while. Why? Why is this now just kicking in? It's like waiting for the car to break down and then going, hmm, we should do some maintenance on it. But I think this is the reason why. There was a task force for Portland aimed to revitalize the city's downtown area. And they're all, ain't nobody coming here with everybody dying of fentanyl. So they're like, oh, well, why don't we try to combat that and try to correct it? So the emergency center is going to reallocate existing resources and improve data collection and response coordination across all local, county, and state levels. And Oregon has seen an increase in overdoses, especially from synthetic opioids, leading to criticism of their 2020 law that decriminalized small amounts of most drugs. And Oregon ranks third in overall overdose deaths and has the largest increase in synthetic overdose deaths in the U.S. A Mississippi man, Michael Cassidy, is being charged with a hate crime for destroying a statue of the deity Bahamut? Bahamut, it's a satanic temple thing at the Iowa State Capitol. I didn't even know that was statue was there, but this one was interesting because this man is being charged with a hate crime for destroying a statue for the satanic religion. Yeah, got that right. So it's good to see that no matter what religion it is, Iowa's going, hey, no matter what you believe in, we're going to enforce the law if, if we agree with it or not, because I'm sure most Iowans don't agree with as soon as you say, do you believe in a satanic temple? And they're going to go, mm, yeah, no, don't think so. But the Iowan government is going, eh, don't care if you if you perform a crime against this protected classes, it's going to be a hate crime. So he's charged with felony third-degree criminal mischief under Iowa's hate crime statute, citing his statements indicating the act was motivated by religious bias. He's also scheduled for arraignment on February 15th and has raised over $84,000 for his defense through Give, Send, Go. And the Satanic Temple was founded in 2013 in Salem, Massachusetts, and it identifies as a non-theistic religious organization promoting secularism and is distinct from the Church of Satan. Oh, okay, so there is a difference between the two. State election officials in North Carolina are refining the process for same-day voter registration amidst a political debate over ballot security and voter access. The State Board of Elections updated rules for verifying addresses of same-day registrants following a court ruling that required a formal appeal process for those removed from voter rolls due to undeliverable mail. 
And these changes are a response to U.S. District Judge Thomas Schroeder's ruling highlighting due process concerns and disqualifying ballots without proper notification and a chance for address verification. The latest guideline details procedures for when an address verification card is returned as undeliverable. It includes matching addresses on the card and registration applications and contacting applicants to provide new identification or appeal in person. Now over 100,000 new registrants used same-day registration in the last two presidential elections in North Carolina with a notable number of address verification failures in the 2020 election. Over in Wisconsin... A state judge has ordered the Elections Commission there to follow his ruling allowing the acceptance of absentee ballots with partial witness addresses. The ruling addresses controversies surrounding absentee ballot rules, particularly the witness address requirement. It follows three separate lawsuits linked to these rules. Dane County Judge Ryan Neal Steuen. It's N-I-L-S-E-S-T-U-E-N. I feel like I just went to a spelling bee. That judge outlined conditions under which a witness address is acceptable, including cases where parts of the address are missing or when the witness indicates they live with the voter. But the Republican legislature's attorney plans to seek a hold on the ruling pending appeal, and a hearing is scheduled for further discussion. Now, this one is just hilarious and also confusing as why is this even an option for companies to do? But Boeing went to the FAA and went, hey, look, we're going to cancel our request for an exemption from a safety standard for the upcoming 737 MAX 7 aircraft. You know, the one that blew a hole. Now, nah, not so much blew a hole, but wasn't secured. One that created a hole while you're in the air. Yeah, that one. How is this even an option for companies to go, hey, could we get an exemption from, you know, safety? Please, government. Now, this wasn't because... There was a hole that was created as you were flying because of unsecured bolts. It was actually because of safety risks involving the aircraft's anti-ice system. Could we just, Boeing, could you just scrap this plane and go, look, cutting costs with an airplane just isn't going to be financially viable. It just isn't going to. It needs to be more safe than it is cheap. Now, if this came from Spirit Airlines or something like Frontier Airlines, We'd all be kind of, eh, you get what you pay for. But come on, Boeing. Now, Boeing did state that while they believe the exemption followed FAA safety processes, they will now implement an engineering solution to address the issue during the aircraft certification process. Basically saying, oh, yeah, we're actually going to have smart people who actually know how to build an airplane do it instead of people in the boardroom. Now over to Florida. You know, Disney and DeSantis are having a little back and forth, a little tiff between who can do what. Well, a U.S. judge has ruled in favor of DeSantis against Disney, dismissing a lawsuit that accused the governor of government retaliation. The judge stated that the actions Disney opposed were legal and that Disney lacked standing to sue. Now the dispute began after Disney criticized a Florida law restricting discussions of sexuality in schools, leading to a Florida increasing oversight over Disney's amusement park. Now that ruling affects Disney's special tax district, which was established back in 1967, giving the governor the power to appoint its governing board, which a role was previously held by landowners, including Disney. The U.S. is saying that the drone attack that killed three U.S. service members in Jordan is because of the Islamic resistance in Iraq, which is an Iranian-backed militia group. 
And following the U.S. accusations, Iran threatened to decisively respond to any U.S. attack on the Islamic Republic, kind of letting everybody know that, yes, Iran backs the Islamic Republic. Now the U.S. is considering retaliatory strikes in the Middle East in response to the drone attack that also wounded at least 40 troops. And President Biden is deliberating over the appropriate response to the attack with indication that any action might not be a one-off. Heading over to golf. Well, the PGA Tour has announced the creation of the PGA Tour Enterprises, which is going to offer players the chance to become equity holders in the league. Strategic Sports Group SSG, led by Fenway Sports Group FSG, will invest up to $3 billion, providing PGA Tour members the opportunity to collectively receive over $1.5 billion in equity. Now, the equity grants for players will be based on career accomplishments, recent achievements, future participation, and PGA Tour membership status. Now, this initiative is a strategic move in response to the talent migration to Live Golf, which has been drawn top players with lucrative offers. Now, there are discussions that co-investment can happen from Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. You know, the thing that's actually backing Live Golf. And it could be approved and occur in the near future, pending regulatory approvals. But I believe before that can happen, they have to go in front of Congress and kind of ease their concerns. And in 2023, the Department of Veterans Affairs successfully housed 46,552 veterans, surpassing its target of 38,000 by nearly 23%. And approximately 96% of those housed in 2023 remained in their homes, slightly exceeding the VA's goal, which I'm glad to see that the retainment percentage that they said is extremely high because that's what we want. We don't want to have like, hey, we're going to hope that 80% stay in. It's like, no, let's make this number really high, 95%. Fantastic. So the VA housed or is in the process of helping nearly all the 1,900 veterans who returned to homelessness after initial assistance. And with more funding from Congress and cooperation from the Department of Housing and Urban Development, the VA has intensified efforts to combat veteran homelessness. And HUD's 2023 point-in-time count showed a 7.4 increase in veteran homelessness to 35,574, potentially linked to the end of the pandemic-related emergency funding. But since 2010, homelessness among veterans has decreased by 52%, with a 4% overall reduction since 2020. And with that, that is the last news you're going to hear for January in 2024 here on the TLDR News Roundup, brought to you by The Disorderly Show. Hope your February is going to start off well. You got to stay positive. Yeah, just like me.